0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, we're back in the game for what is going to be a great episode. Sleep deprivation or with decreased quality can have detrimental effects on the various physical and cognitive abilities like strength, velocity, repeated sprint ability and perception. Dr. Craig Duncan from Australia is one of the greatest voices when we address the importance of sleep and development of sleep strategies in athletes, particularly in football. As one of the leading experts in the sports science department, Dr. Craig took the time to speak with us about this thematic. Subjects like the effects of sleep deprivation in performance and healing times on our injured players, sleep quality and quantity for enhancing regeneration and recovery, and strategies that we can use to reduce the effects of the ever-increasing travelling and environmental demands in today's football were approached. We hope you enjoy it. Dr. Craig how are you? I'm very well Carlos how are you? I'm really good thank you. So uh, first and foremost thank you for accepting our invitation to talk about this really good subject. Recently more and more research has been put together showing the role of sleep uh, that is one of the cornerstones of recovery slash regeneration as well as its negative influence on performance in sleep deprived soccer players. So Can you please give us a brief summary and updates on the current guidelines on sleep quantity and quality for soccer players? Yeah,
1: look, it's a a really important area. I think we've known in the sports medicine field that, yes, sleep is important. And and I think all humans actually respect that. But more and more, as my career has gone on, I I actually think it's the foundation to performance. And chronically, many players do not get get enough sleep. So what we're really looking for is probably more than we, we first thought, and, and that is around the eight to nine hours sleep per day is, is very, very important. And to keep on a nice balanced schedule that we're not, not changing that all the time. And because we know it has such a, a significant uh, detriment to so many aspects of performance, probably nearly all areas of performance from psychological and you know, cognitive and how, how we think, all the way down to the physiological, um, you know, in respect to our explosiveness, our aerobic power, everything that we really think of that's important in football, we know that's affected by absence of sleep. Now, one of the issues that we have is, you know, in football that we play uh, late evenings and then it's very difficult to get to sleep. We have travel and all those sort of things that come into it. So it's not always going to be ideal, but there are methods that we can, enhanced to make, you know, to get the best possible outcome.
0: See, and they're certainly going to talk about those. Um, you mentioned aerobic power. Uh, so, uh, like uh, that example that you give, uh, what are the skills as well uh, as physical capacities that seem to be more influenced by sleep deprivation, okay, focusing more on physical cap- capacities in football?
1: Well, look, what the research says is it, it also shows that explosive actions, those so sprints and, and all those vital uh, vital areas that are important to be successful in football uh, are affected. But one of the most important areas that's affected is actual a uh, player's uh, perception. Yeah. So the player perceives that they are they are tired, that they they've had absence or poor poor sleep. Then that uh, affects the overall outcome of their performance as well. But there's no doubt from the research that um, these areas aerobic power, explosiveness um, are very much affected, strength is affected. So it's it's really ongoing across the board that if you've got a player that is sleep deprived and chronically so, that they're not going to be able to perform to their best. Uh, And then if we take that a step further in respect to recovery and then performing again in a few days time, if that's required, then again, we are compromised. So it's, it's a really important area that I think we are paying more attention to, but I still don't think we really uh, take into account just how important it is. So we put a lot of effort into recovery modalities, you know, our, yeah. our cryotherapy, our compression garments, et cetera, et cetera. Well, they're not going to do any good if we don't get the sleep right. Sleep is the foundation followed by obviously nutrition as well.
0: Okay, and you talked uh, also uh, before about cognitive, about affecting the cognitive. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that is very important because uh, in, in football, uh, in, in sports in general, but especially football, because of the quick decision-making that is required to, uh, in the pitch. And so, um, you're talking about regeneration and recovery. Uh, so, what about the effects of sleep, of sleep deprivation on regeneration and healing times, muscle, muscle protein synthesis and rehabilitation outcomes? in our injured soccer players. So, we like we said, uh, we should give special attention to this particular subgroup of players.
1: Yeah, absolutely, because there's a detrimental effect on all those areas. And actually, there's a couple of studies on youth players where it's identified the injury risk in in players getting less than eight hours uh, sleep is, is so much more significantly more than those that are getting eight and uh, above hours of sleep and that's in the youth uh, that's in the youth area so we know that and in recovery too and in the rehabilitation process that we can't uh be very very good if if we don't get this sleep right and often when someone is in an injury situation or they've got you know they're in a rehabilitation um, sequence. The the issue is that they do find it hard to sleep because there's anxiety and there's all these areas that are uh, are going on. That we need to really focus on that sleep because it's a major part of the rehabilitation process. So there's a lot of, Carlos, there's a lot of psychological aspects that we need to need to examine and really start to work on work on the sleep to to get that right because. It doesn't matter how great we are with our rehabilitation processes. If we've got an athlete that's so anxious and and so concerned that they're not getting the good sleep at, at night, as soon as they come to work the next day, we'll, we're, we're fighting an uphill battle.
0: Yeah, and you, you certainly need to address that in the future. Um, so, mm. um, soccer has evolved in the global and uh, worldwide phenomenon with ever increasing traveling and environment uh, demands, along haul flights, crossing different time zones, like uh, jet lag, uh, as well as playing training or sleeping in altitude. So, in our opinion, how can we minimize the effects of all these factors on performance Thus announcing recovery in our players? Like, in an example, should, should we adopt fly-in, play-out fly strategy? Uh, what do you think? Yeah, this is
1: this is a really interesting area to me. And, and for the last World Cup campaign, I worked with the Australian national team, and they are probably the most traveled national team yeah. in, in the world because the majority of the players are based in Europe. So even a home game is, is is very difficult because they've got to fly so extensively back to Australia. And what I've found is it's all about the planning and, and having a travel plan, an individualised travel plan for each player. I do believe that we can make a difference and it's about the strategy that you use, working on the time zone that you're coming to, adjusting to that as quickly as possible, and, and always remembering... The, the, the key area in this is this chronobiology area, the study of the circadian rhythm, and light is so important to that. Yeah. So, so there's times in the day when we need light, and there's times in the day when we need to decrease the light. And we can do that through, uh, I've used um, different, different types of glasses to, to block out the light, to actually add light into, directly into the eye to, to keep players awake. And then also the blue light blocking glasses that we can use at night time to stop that, that, uh, that light as well. Um, one of the most interesting areas was in the last World Cup campaign, uh, Australia had to play Honduras. And the travel there was extensive and then also coming back and the time zone changes you know, from Central America back to Australia were, were so significant. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to share that and, and send it to you. But the, the travel plans that, that go into that, the individualized strategies, uh, when light is required, even in that sort of situation, we're very fortunate and a lot of teams are fortunate to have their own aeroplanes or to be able to charter planes so you can adjust the lighting on the, on the aeroplane but the use of sleep masks as well, yeah. uh, redu- reducing the noise. So there, there is very much, uh, we can get it right. We can get it right. and But we, we have to have careful planning in, in respect to that. And um, uh, I think it's, it's, it's enjoyable for us to, it's, it's really a, a, a big problem that can be overcome.
0: Yeah, I completely understand. And uh, be aware because I'm certainly going to ask you for those plans. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, okay. So um, you talked about strategies. What can, What? Which kind of strategies can we implement when faced with sleep-deprived uh, athletes in order to reduce the, detriment, the detrimental effects on performance as well as recovery on our players?
1: No, that's a really good question, Carlos. So, say we've got a situation where we do have a, a we've, we've played a, a late game. We've had to travel. We've had compromised sleep that uh, that night. So what can we do then? Well, we can use sleep extension strategies, which means having having a, a nap in the afternoon or trying to get some extension to that sleep. Mm. Okay, so that that is really possible and something I absolutely advocate. Now, one of the critical things with there is. That you, if you're regularly using a napping technique or a sleep extension technique. So, so we don't want these sleep extensions to be too long if we're going to go to sleep that that evening. Okay, okay. Uh, so we try and we try and keep those naps if you're doing it regularly, and and I do advocate a nap in the afternoon after after lunch is is very positive, but you want to keep that to around thirty minutes. Anything longer, we reduce the sleep pressure that we require at night to actually get to sleep. However, if we've got a game that evening, what we can do is we can extend that a little bit, particularly if the night before or the two days before we've had problems with our sleep. Okay. So using always always remember that if we don't get that huge bulk of eight to nine hours sleep that we require in that one hit, we can extend this in, um, in the afternoon. And it's, But it's, again, very important that the players... I'm always one, Carlos, that likes to educate players so they know why they're doing things. I think too often we don't do that, and uh, and we just tell players what to do. I think we to get really great um, buy-in from the players, we we need to we need to educate them so they know what they're actually doing.
0: Yeah, I think more important that just telling the information is how to address. Uh, the players about that kind of information i completely agree with you um so dr craig last question okay so how would you recommend to a health and performance staff to develop a feasible and reliable monitoring system within as well as outside of a club environment to track players sleep quality and quantity
1: well look i I think most of my career i've spent uh, a lot of time in these, this area of monitoring. I, I think it is vital. It's a cornerstone to my philosophy. I think a lot of organisations do monitor their players, but maybe they don't believe in it as, as much as they should, and how important that data is. And look, you've got you've got two different situations. You've got people working day in and day out at a club, and then you've got national team. Um, where you're trying to track the sleep of national team players and setting in monitoring systems in that regard. Look, I, th- I think it's, it's very important how you do it. Very simply, depending on the budget that you have, getting players to record what time they go to sleep, what time they wake up, and then have a subjective rating of their sleep, I think is positive as well. We can also use sleep devices. There's, there's different forms of devices that we've used over the years, um, there's, there's wearables, uh, and there's difference in accuracy. Um, but they, they're getting better and better. Uh, even the Apple watches is, is, uh, has, has good qualities in respect to sleep. Uh, there's on bed sleep devices as well that go just underneath the sheet and you don't feel them like under, um, just on top of the mattress. And that gives quite good information as well. However, we've also got to be aware of the players that might get more anxiety because you're monitoring the sleep. Does that make sense? That, uh, we, that's the, what we don't want is people to wake up in the morning, look at their, their device that we're monitoring their sleep and then see that they've, they've had a negative sleep from the numbers, but they may feel okay and and then all of a sudden it becomes a problem but we all know those sort of players that are like that so you need to be individualized with that but very simply just starting off with what time did you go to sleep and what time did you wake up and give a rating of of what your sleep was was like um that is 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 very very good i've I've had positive success with that the other thing a good way to monitor sleep, what I've found is that there's a high relationship between heart rate variability yeah. and yeah. and sleep. So measuring heart rate variability on awakening is, mm. is I've found over the years, to be very positive. The other thing is if you are monitoring the sleep in a more detailed area, i have also very interested in the lowest um, heart rate of the evening. So the lowest resting heart rate of the sleep cycle. And i found that to be a really good indicator where a player is at in respect to fatigue.
0: I really like your connection also with anxiety, especially before games. I think it's very important to talk about that. Oh, you know. that's,
1: yeah, that's a great point. The last thing, you know, what we need to always because, remember Because we don't, is, we don't talk as, enough
0: about that, really. You, you, you're completely 100%, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the thing is, Carlos, us in the science field we sometimes tend to miss that we're actually working with people yeah. and, we, and we might be, I, I love data, so you want to collect data, 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 but I've got to tell myself, what is this data going to actually do to make a difference? If I'm making a player the night before a game anxious, I, I don't really need to get that information because at the end of, end of our work, all we care about is that they are right to perform on the field and the coach has a has a group of players that he can work his or she can work their magic with, in respect to the tacticals, tactical uh, performance they require. That's our job.
0: Yeah, completely. Thank you so much uh, for your availability. Okay? It was really a pleasure.
1: Uh, thank you, it was an honor, Carlos, and thank you for having me.
0: It's done! Thanks again to Dr. Craig for the availability and passion that he showed during this great talk. It's a really good and important subject that we should be talking about more often. And thank you, the ones who listen, for being always prepared and willing to learn from our content. We couldn't be more proud. Well, as always, comment and rate our podcast on our iTunes page, Mixcloud, and our website, footballmedicine.net. See you all next time!